Let's begin now. Let's do this. Friday night. We're live. We're finally here. January 12th, Friday night. It's cold. It's, it's brutal. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's brutal. <laughs> uh, we're at Cinderblock Brewery. Uh, wonderful establishment here. It's lit up. People are starting to file in. Make sure you get in as soon as possible. Uh, it's going to be a fun night. Uh, the Playoff Pills and Release Party, third year in a row we're doing this. Everybody from 610 Sports Radio will be there. We'll have random people pop up on the air. We've got... People from Cinderblock Brewery, their head brewmaster, Danny, will join us at 6.30. He'll talk to us for a while. We also have F325 Barbecue. This young daddy just walked by with two, like, full boats of food. Like, literally two full boats of food. Uh, mac and cheese was in one, a burger or a sand not a burger, but a sandwich uh, was on the other one. But everybody from 610 Sports Radio will be here tonight. Uh, thank you for everyone that comes out. We hope you have a good time. Obviously, stay safe. Uh, when you are out here and you're having your time of your life, Make sure you're responsible and tip your bartenders and take care of everybody here as well. But, again, all 610 people will be here tonight. I'm here till 9 o'clock. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. It's playoff football, right? It's, uh, it's that time of the season where everybody is – it's a little bit more ramped up. It's a little bit more intense. Um, you don't really have to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because everything is in the moment. It is Chiefs and Dolphins Saturday, and it is actually here. Uh, the real season kicks off. It's interesting when you think about – what the real season is, right? You've, you've watched enough Chiefs football this year to kind of know what, what the team was in the regular season, but in all reality, it doesn't matter what happens in the regular season because you don't win any awards except maybe a one seed, which we've seen favor the Chiefs in times, but also not get the number one seed and still not have to be an issue. The Chiefs, obviously, this year go 11-6. and six, They get into the playoffs, and it's funny how the NFL can work and it's parody that always is there, hence the Tyreek Hill coming back into – Kansas City finally getting this matchup and that everybody wanted to see in the regular season. The only issue with that is that game was played in Germany. People that were diehards went. People that got tickets, congratulations. You probably saw one of the you know most amazing events in your life. It was a game of football, the NFL, over in Germany. And then tonight, you get to get ramped up for a game that's going to be probably the complete opposite. There are many, many different factors in this game that, that make this a very interesting game that is uh, going to be played at 7 o'clock at Arrowhead, at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City against the Dolphins. And the thing that's interesting about this is there's, there's many different things that make this game interesting as opposed to what made the game interesting the first time, right? The first time the storyline was it's in Germany. It's an international game. Another, maybe the second best headline in that game was that it was Tyree Kill's revenge game, but it was kind of falling short, right? It kind of fell short because you have – the game being played overseas. You don't have the game in Kansas City, and that was a home game. So you can't be like, well, maybe it was a Miami. No, no, no. That was a home game for the Chiefs, and it was played in Germany where not all the fan base could get there. And we've seen the audio. We've heard the, the people talk this week about how, you know, maybe, you know, Travis Kelsey said keep it positive for number 10, keep it this way, or, you know, whatever it may be. Oh, she's safe. She's safe. And the thing that's interesting the most about all this is that now you get your chance, right? You get the revenge game. You get the Tyreek Hill homecoming game. That's a, that's a subplot to what the major plot is of where you start this off, which is a wild card weekend game, a three seed versus six seed, the Chiefs being that three seed and the Dolphins being the sixth. So this, the main story, right, playoff football, it's cold, it's, it's, it's an arrowhead, it's Mahomes again in the playoffs. That's another subplot to the story, and it all goes back 
to the resume game that we talked about last night. You look at where these teams have come from, where these teams have been, and where these teams are currently at. You look at head coach, you can start there. Mike McDaniel, Andy Reid, right? No secret there. Andy Reid's resume speaks for itself. You don't have to look at the other guys and be like, yeah, you know already. You know where this game's at. You know where Andy Reid's business has been in the playoffs. You know where Mike McDaniels was, right? So nervous last year, true story, had to hit the jewel. Had to hit the old little, you know, the little, the little nicotine pin. This year probably got a, bat, got a little bucket of zin in his pocket. That'd be my guess. You never know, though. But when you look at what this game Miami, right, it, it, it almost can't be a revenge game because that's not where teams that want to get to the point that Miami is trying to get to can be, right? This isn't on a level of Buffalo, Kansas City. These teams have never played each other in the playoffs. There hasn't been a heartbreaking loss like you've had with Buffalo and Kansas City, and maybe we can get there next week, and, and by the grace of God, I hope we do. I wish you nothing more than to get a Buffalo-Kansas City game in Buffalo first time we, if we get there. Let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But this game doesn't kind of have that revenge feel, at least in my mindset, when it comes to a Chiefs-Dolphins game. Again, we're live at Cinderblock Brewery up here north, uh, having a good time. Uh, third playoff Pilsner release. Uh, the playoff Pilsner, the El Patron. El Patron. I don't know why I say it like that, but that's just the way we do it. Uh, it's Cinderblock. We're doing this live after hours till 9 o'clock. Uh, good turnout so far. F325 barbecue here as well. Uh, it's warm in here, man. I think I'm pitting out, but you can't tell. Definitely pitting out. Uh, but we're set up. But anyways, you look at this. It, it, it almost doesn't seem like a revenge game, right? Like you kind of had that when the Chiefs and the Bucks played each other in the Super Bowl and that what a lot of people thought was a revenge game, right, with Tyreek Hill in the regular season, torched them. You know, did the, did the Shannon Sharp mockery of they, 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 they can't contain me. And then you, then you go to the Super Bowl, and, and Tom Brady kind of got his revenge. But you could use that as a revenge because it was, it was Tom and Patrick, right? I don't know those guys personally, so I should call them by their last names. It was Mahomes and Brady, right? That, that's what that game was. It, was. it was Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. So you could play, you know, maybe the, the revenge type thing, or they're going to meet again. Because there'd been heartbreak, right? There'd been the AFC Championship game. There had been other instances where they had gone neck to neck and played against each other. And with Miami, it can't be a revenge game. What for Miami has to do, at least in my opinion, is overcome much more than what the maybe the Chiefs overcome from what they've been seen as from the regular season, right? So like the regular season, what's the narratives all year we've heard? Drops, beating themselves, individual wounds to their own bodies. Like they got, they're, they're beating themselves. They're not playing in an offense it's inconsistent and then you finish the season 2-0 now granted you beat Cincinnati with Jake Browning and you beat the Chargers with your backups against Easton Stick but either way you're going into the playoffs a new team maybe a different vibe maybe a different swagger Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride even said when he was in the locker room after the Bengals game when they were getting their t-shirts and maybe you saw a little bit on the franchise uh, this week on the on YouTube but they said you know you could kind of see that the, the vibe had to, and again winning does that but again, maybe there was just a sleeping giant. Maybe there was just a, you know, a bear in hibernation that just needed to be awoken. And you got that with the Cincinnati Bengals. They gave you that push. They finally threw something in your face. You know, all year long, anybody and everybody, you know, Michael Parsons tried. Other people tried to put Mahomes down in this category that maybe he didn't belong into. And the thing that's interesting about it is that when these people do this, it, it wasn't like the Chiefs reacted. It was just, oh, ho, hum, we've done this before. We know where we want to get to. We know the journey. Cincinnati comes in and does it. And all of a sudden, the team kind of awoken, right? Somebody pissed off Harrison Butker, apparently. The team kind of looked like they had their swagger back in the locker room. And again, I know winning's, winning's great. Division titles are fun. It's going to make the vibe change a little bit more than, than it could. 
But again, maybe that's all they needed, was a little bit of dirt in the eyes, was a little bit of a shove, and then you get Miami coming into town, and you look at what they have to overcome, right? Raheem Mostert injured, Jalen Waddell injured. They lose Bradley Chubb. They've got to go sign Justin Houston and Melvin Ingram. Xavier Howard, out. Tyreek Hill, banged up in a boot. Lots of distractions with him outside of the football world, right? He had the, the, the devastating story of the fire inside the house. Good thing everything is safe, but still a distraction, right? And you look at what they have to overcome. Now they have a short week. They've got to travel to Kansas City. And not only any of that, not only that, but I don't know if you've been outside today, okay? I don't know if you went outside today at all. I went for a couple of errands. I was bundled up. It is cold. Like when someone always said, when hell freezes over, this sort of temperature, I feel like would freeze hell. That's how cold it is. And this game on Sunday is going to have a, or Saturday night, from what I've seen, and again, I don't know what's, what's accurate when it comes to weather all the time, but from what I've seen, I saw a report today that the wind chills are going to make it feel like it's negative 30. Okay, Miami, I don't know if you're aware of what their, what their area is like. It was 80, I think, a couple days ago. 70, 68 even. And it was 12 today with the temperature feeling like it was. It says right now on my watch that it is 11, and it feels like negative 8. I don't know how you figure out what negative 8 feels like, but it is outside right now negative 8. So when you look at what the aspect is of this game, short week, they have to travel. It's another playoff year. It's on the road. It's against a team that knows how to do this week in and week out. It's a resume game in Arrowhead on Saturday at 7-15, 7-ish. Coming up on the other side, Jay Binkley will sit down with me. We'll talk to him for a little bit. We'll also get to Danny, the head brewmaster here at Cinderblock Brewery. We're at Cinderblock Brewery here until 9 o'clock. We come back on the other side. It's Bink on a Friday night, so hold on. I think he's got one down and many, many more to go before he gets out of here tonight. I'm Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. All right. We're back. Cinder Block Brewery. It's like some things never change, right? Nope. It's it's uh it's it's Friday night, right? Friday night. It's it's Jay Binkley in the house. It's playoffs. You're the most famous person here. Playoff no, you are, Desmond. No, I'm not. <laughs> you are, man. There is nobody more famous in this you in, are, in these four walls than you. Everybody that walks by knows who you are. Well, it's it's be, you're doing it long enough and everybody knows you, man. It's kind of the you know yeah, how people like the night guys, man. You yeah, know that. you'll you'll find out. They you know how they gravitate towards the night guys. You know how they have like the the pop tart bowl with the man. with the pop tart mascot. You'll find out if they <laughs> if they had like a, uh, a if they did the six ten brewery release yeah. and they had a mascot, it'd just be you. But the thing is, it's never the girls. It's always, as I say, the earls. Earls. Earls, not girls. Yeah. You're here with the it's lady not, I am, but it's not like a flock of ladies come in and see you. It's, yeah. you know, a bunch well, of. There's one he, There's one here with you tonight, man. Yeah, this is, well, and that's okay. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but anyway, this is a great brewery, man. It's one of the old This guy's breweries. famous. He was on the news today, by the way. News, that's yeah. right. It's my buddy Chris. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, this place was on uh, Fox 4 this morning, uh, really? Block with the Old Padron. Oh. The Old Padron made an uh, appearance man. for uh, Fox 4. Okay, so. Drew. I want to I want to bring. Drew has got to be freezing. He weighs about 112 pounds. Where the hell's his sleeves? Drew, where's your sleeves? Yeah, Cincinnati guy, not the brightest. Uh, anyways, I want to ask you a question. Which is gonna, I'm going to take you back to your childhood, and then I'm going to bring you back to where we're at tonight, if you could just bear with me. When you were a child and you played football, 
was this weather ever like, this is cool? Because you know how you're a kid, like sometimes like rain games are fun, right? Like sliding in the Love mud. It. it was fun. We had a snow game. This isn't fun. Is had, it ever in your life? Not really. We had a snow okay. game. But, you know, you got to keep in mind, football season, high school, you're done. Unless you're yeah. Going, it gets done. The state title game is the weekend of Thanksgiving. Always so an adult. So it's never. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have a or snow game. At least game, ours though. was an adult. But it was, it was like 31, 32 degrees. Okay. But we loved it, though. You love the snow. Like kids love to go play in this. The freezing temperature. Yeah. Not so much. I right. mean, that's, but here's the one thing about it is, and when people are talking about, you know, well, we'll put a dome stadium up and mm-hmm. you get the final four and all that. Really? Or do you want to sacrifice that home field advantage? Because that's a pretty big home field advantage for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Obviously, Miami's 0-10 the last uh, 10 games under 40 degrees, but that's a pretty damn good home field advantage. Having It's a home field advantage for Buffalo as well, although they're playing Pittsburgh right. uh, in the playoffs, so not so much, but... That's a pretty big advantage having Arrowhead and being in the elements. So then you you get into college. You never had a game like this in college, like traveling up to Northwest or no. going to UCA or this UCMSU. This is different. This is different. This is different. So that's why I bring up this. This is an anomaly, man. Like this is like I understand. Like when you were a kid, like it's the you fourth coldest ever, dust man, <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. It's an anomaly of a game. So when you hear these players, right? And this is where I want to get to because you're you're more into the football aspect of the mind. I think that other guys know than than just stats. And that is like I heard. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Trent, not Trent Williams. He plays for the San Francisco, uh, Trey Smith. They were talking to him about the weather this week, and it was Aaron Ladd. Um, and he was like, you know, the temperatures this weekend are going to be, like, you know, frigid, historically low. And he says, the minute you forget it, you think about the weather, you've already lost. Yeah. I find that a little bit, a little bit out of the ordinary. Because, man, as soon as you step outside today, so this is what I want to give you. As soon as you step outside today, it's cold. It's going to be 15 degrees colder tomorrow night than it currently is right now. There's no way you can't think about this. It's 16 degrees colder than uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Anchorage. Anchorage. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but people are whining and what this game moved. And all that. Come on, man. It's games played in elements, played in elements. They do have heaters on the benches. They yeah. do get the heaters there. The, f- the field is heated. No, it's is not, it, it's is not it hot out there, but it, but, it's, but when they play, is it heated? Yeah, okay, it's I didn't still know that. heated. But that way, yeah. when you fall down, it's not right. like falling on concrete. Like sure. a lot of these games, like with that that game in Cincinnati, the coldest game ever. Yeah, I mean, that was literally like playing on on concrete the way it was. But yeah, but it, it's an advantage. Um, the running games will be prevalent. That's stuff. what my follow up I mean, was going to be. Is how do, you, how do you take it? Like it, it sounds redundant to say, but like how do you take advantage of weather like this? I would assume you have a guy like Isaiah Pacheco is somebody Pacheco. that you just you, you blast nonstop. It can't be with the hands because if they're having trouble catching it when it's nice, yeah, it's going to be extra hard to catch it when it's right. like this, to be honest with you. Uh, and you should because MVS played in cold up in Green Bay. Yeah. It should make sense. But it's run the football. Miami runs the football extremely well. Right. They were uh, number one against the run when the Chiefs played them earlier this year in Germany. They were number one team rushing in the NFL because of Mostert yeah. and uh, a- A-Chain. Uh, A-Chain. He, he was, you can call him a chain. Well, he started the season as a chain, and then he changed and about three or four weeks into when it. When he got real good, but Texas A&M, he was a chain. But then he switched his real name. Real quick, to who A-Chain. does he remind you of? Because I'm interested to know what you th- what you said. Man, it's a hard comparison because he's four three two speed. Man, I mean, that's just somebody said Reggie Bush. Maybe a little. I could see that a little bit because Reggie had that speed like him, but. Eight chains is different. He's Pacheco's okay. fast too. Keep in mind, he's a four three seven guy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's extremely quick. And he'll run through a house. MVS, by the way, is a four three seven. Stop. We're guy. done talking about MVS. But uh, but but now they're six in the NFL in rushing because yeah. they dealt with their injuries with Achan and with Mostert. But yeah. that concerns me because the Chiefs are 18th in the NFL at stopping the run. I mean, it's, that's their weakness is stopping the run. And we've seen ever since that Raiders game in Vegas, 
teams really take control of the clock at the beginning of the game and have these long, like, eight-minute drives and 10-play drives or 12-play mm. drives. And that can hurt the Chiefs because you keep Mahomes off to the sideline whenever you have these long, prolonged drives these teams have. So, HN didn't play the last time they played in Germany. Chiefs put up 21 in the first half. They had the scoop and score. How is, like, I understand that, like, Tua, we know the numbers, like, never played in temperatures, whatever, Alabama, Florida, whatever. Like he they, said it snowed one time when he was playing with his brother in Maryland. Yeah, they were that's cute. And it, it snowed one time in Alabama. It's probably uh, gone by the yeah. middle of the afternoon. And that's, and that's real cute. It's probably how, dangerous. How do they make Tyreek Hill effective? Because I was talking to the boss. I was talking to Spec before we got all set up, and I was like, we're thinking about – uh, we're thinking about parlays for Sunday. And I was like, I think that one of them has to be, you know, Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards or whatever it may be. Like how many – I think it, right now it might be like 57 and a half, 58, whatever it might – whatever. Pacheco's most – with Tyreek Hill, it's interesting because, like, you'd think with the weather and the temperature and all that sort of thing, the way it's going to be played out and the wind and all that, that it's going to be a little, a little rough to get the ball in the air. But Tyreek Hill could be really effective on, like, coming across the field routes or quick little stops. Because the thing that Speck brought up was, who wants to tackle anybody? I say they're going right to the backfield. He's like a running back. He's right. built like a running back. Right. I mean, so he played in college, he was a running back. So how does Tyreek Hill beat the Chiefs in a game like this? Short passes, man. Just get it to him out of the backfield. Uh, jet sweeps even, because he's back to doing some of that stuff. Small, short passes. And let him do the rest of the work. I mean, he's yeah. got the ability. He's got the speed. He can make people miss. And he can be dangerous, man. The guy's like having a running back, the elusiveness of a running back when he's got the ball in his hands. Not only that, how many guys get a shot at redemption in the NFL? He talked his talk, man. Yeah. He talked his junk. And you know what? He didn't back it up. He didn't cash that check. He right. talked all that junk against the Chiefs. Now he's whining that nobody texting back or whatever. Mahomes <laughs> They're too famous. But here's the thing. He, he would have really ran his mouth had they beaten the Chiefs. It would have been unbearable. Yeah. He'd gone on his podcast and done it. But he played bad, and he's the reason why the Chiefs won. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. But how many guys get their shot at redemption? Like, this is his shot at redemption. It worked perfect for him because now he's playing back in Kansas City. Do you think so he's got his chance to go back to Kansas City and not Munich. So do you think that gives Tyree Kill an advantage that he already had lost and now he's got that under his belt and now he's not really concerned about it as much? Or do you still think he's one of those guys who he is and just going to still go out there, try to beat this team, try to talk his talk, and beat Tyreek Hill? Or is that kind of like once you get slapped, once you get punched in the mouth and humbled, or is Tyreek Hill that sort of person? Because I don't see him I, being that guy. I, I still can, see him getting on the field, yeah. talking his talk, doing his thing, pregame, during the game, and all sorts of stuff. He's got one thing in life, and because he knows his team's not going to win the Super Bowl, his mm-hmm. team, and uh, it's beating the Chiefs. It's kind of like this mentality of rivals when they play each other. And yeah. It doesn't matter if the, you lose 20 games, but if you beat your rival, you're fine. He wants to beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Yeah. He wants to walk off that field, point to the crowd, hey, he's the, oh, I'm he the man, I'm the, the man. He wants to put the peace sign up really bad. You let me go, I'm the man. Even though the Chiefs won a Super Bowl and that had that put him in the fetal position crying once they yeah. did that because they're like, oh, no. Because all the national media is like, oh, what are they going to do without Tyreek? They go out and win a Super Bowl, and they're like, that's what they do without Tyreek. But the bottom line is, he wants his redemption in front of this Arrowhead crowd. Sure. Not many people get that chance. He's getting that chance. So does Justin Houston and Melvin Ingram. What does that do for Jay Binkley? Or is that just all? Because yeah. here's what I think. And I, 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 when they got signed, I thought about you because I'm like, okay, all this should mean for anybody that hears this. Because some people are like, ooh, I don't like that. 
But what I thought about was I'm like, what would Binkley think about in this situation? And my thing was, all these guys are going to do are play on third and longs, third and five, and just pin their ears yeah. back and blitz. If they, play. If, they, if they even have a significant amount of snap counts. But I was thinking to myself, that would be the only way those guys are going to play. You shouldn't have to worry about anything like that when you talk about revenge games. You know, it's a shame because this defense is a shell of what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, run defense is very good. They're still seventh in the league against the run. But there's so many injuries with this defense. You know the Chiefs were number two in the NFL in sacks, 57. Yeah, right? yeah. It's second most they've ever had. 60s the record back in 90, I think, when they had Smith in, in, in DT. But they had 57 sacks, which is number two in the NFL. The Dolphins finished third with 56. He's with Chubb going now three of their top pass rushers out of this game. I mean, that's why they went out and, and signed Urban mm. and bringing in Houston and all this because they were – third in the NFL, only one sack behind the Chiefs. Yeah. That was their bread and butter, was getting to the quarterback, and they can't do that anymore because that's not the people they have. That's why they've been kind of desperate on trying to get back to who they were, and Xavier Howard's out, and so you had the combination of defense and uh, getting to the quarterback in the secondary. Do you think that the offense they showed against Cincinnati in that first drive that was so immaculate, the way they ran it with Pacheco, opened up Rasheed Rice, got Travis Kelsey not really involved, but had him to be where they could get him involved later in the game, is that the perfect recipe for a game like tomorrow where you can just keep time and possession, keep your defense Excellent. on the side, cover it up and warm as much as possible, keep them rested? Because it is. It's a little bit of a thunder and a – it's like a thunder-lightning type of offense and defense, whereas you got locked down in the secondary for the Kansas City Chiefs, but you've got freaks of athletes on the offensive side for the Miami Dolphins. Well, even the Chiefs mentioned it this week when they were talking. It's like, know who and what you are. Yeah. You know, you're not a team that scores 30 points a game anymore. You're just sure. not. You have to look in the mirror and realize, all right, that's not me. Right. And understand what you are, which right now is a, a, a team that can win because you have a great defense. You're the number two defense in the NFL. Number two total defense, number two scoring defense. Those are huge, man. To be number two in total, which doesn't matter as much as scoring, but still, they're the number two total defense. I think Baltimore is number one, but that's yeah. just because of late they've been blowing they're people. They're fourth. Yeah. yeah, Baltimore. Blowing people out. Baltimore people pulled out. the trifecta. Yeah. They led the NFL in sacks, takeaways, and points per game. Never happened in the NFL ever. That's why Baltimore is so good. They also have 14 wins, or no, excuse me, eight wins by 14 points over teams with winning records. The most that ever happened in the NFL is five. They've done it eight times. It's, it's Baltimore. It's why they're good. But regardless, know who and what you are. They can win with this defense because mm-hmm. defense can play anywhere. It doesn't matter where they play. And not only that, the ball control type stuff. And I don't care if they play, have a chance to go on the road here. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. The thought of, oh, what are they going to do with Mahomes going on the road? Mm-hmm. The national media loves that. Do you realize Mahomes has thrown for 1,600 more yards and only two more games on the road? His career, he's got two more games on the road, meaning his numbers have been that much better on the road. He's got 119 touchdowns on the road, 100 at Arrowhead. Mm. Like, he is a better quarterback on the road in those just two more games on the road. He's got two more wins on the road than he does at home. But just know who and what you are. Play like that. Play to the strength of that. Kelsey, he's a postseason guy. Six weeks without a touchdown, baby. Well, and but you know he wants to give Tay one in the playoffs. There's only one guy ahead of him in yards, we know, yeah. receptions, and touchdowns. Say that name. JR. Yeah, Jerry Rice. That's insane. That's actually kind of stupid. But he used in, in one more touchdown. Now, Travis Kelsey's played in a gazillion well, playoff games. One more still. touchdown, he ties Gronk and Brady for biggest connection ever. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about that as well. Kelsey used to never do well in the postseason, remember? No. When it first started? Yeah, changing gloves, getting mad, dropping now, passes. Now it's all changed, man. It's amazing what a quarterback in a franchise could do. We are here at Cinderblock Brewery. That's Jay Binkley. Somebody said that Devon Chain reminds him of Chris Johnson. Wow. CJ 2K? Yeah, CJ with the 2,000 yards rushing that yeah. one year. That's right. 
Uh, coming up on the other side, we'll have Danny, their head brewmaster here at Cinderblock, to talk to us about beer, cheese football, and all the above as we are here at Cinderblock Brewery on a Friday night, January 12th. It might be cold outside, but you only got to be outside for like 15 seconds before you get inside the doors, and then we'll, uh, you'll get some ice cold beer and a nice warm temperature. It's Jay Binkley. He'll be joining me too. Danny from Cinderblock Brewery on the other side. I'm Dusty Likens, and this is After Hours. All right, we're back here live on After Hours. Location is well-known, Cinderblock Brewery. We're in the, is this the Northland, right? We're kind of Northland. North. This is, we're what, north two, of the river. This is just two blocks from home plate. We're still the north. New, yeah. The new stadium idea, what, two blocks from home plate? Say that again. With sorry. the stadium design, the Northtown Stadium. Uh, yeah, we had high dreams, you know, it sounds like. No, you know, it, it looks like but downtown, but it was going to be. It was going to be our backyard. Well, yeah. like two blocks from here, right? Yeah. Is where the Royals were going to be. I would get hammered here and just walk to the game. That was the idea. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> responsibly, of course. But, of course. You know, that's so. This close to being that close yeah. to a stadium. Uh, we're now joined uh, with Danny, the, the head brewmaster here at Center Block Brewing. How are you this evening? Uh, short sleeve shirt, very aggressive. Well, you know, I let my girlfriend wear the uh, long sleeve tee, so, you know, okay. I had, had to keep everyone warm that they need to be. But Chivalry I, is still alive. Gentlemen, I am uh, excited as I've ever been for this playoff game. Tomorrow. Ever? Okay. Are you uh, going? Oh, yeah. Oh, Will yeah. you keep your shirt on? I've, I've thought about taking Don't it off. Do it. Like, Don't do like, it. Don't do it. Uh, the wind burn is a problem. You should take it off and put center block. Yeah, in you know, chat. just just for the, the the media pick, and then I'd be good. I'd you know bundle back up and everything. You get the no. beer. You could just stash all yeah. that beer. In your My car. boss gave me his uh, electric socks, so I should be all right. Electric you know, socks. Yeah. The toes are what it goes. You know, like once your toes are gone, then you're miserable. But if you yeah. keep those warm, you're right. Me, it's the fingers. Like if I lose yeah. the fingers, I'm I'm done. Because then yeah. I can't hold anything. Yeah. My focus is hands. Yeah, you clap, and, and you know. Not happening. Yeah, you right, can't, yeah. you know. So, uh, no, that's interesting. So you're going to the game tomorrow. Have you yes, ever sir. Have you ever been this cold in your life, do you think? Um, I mean, I went to the Titans game in 2016, I believe. That was the coldest game cold up till now. Yeah. Um, and I actually, my uh, friend that I went with, we were in a box suite for, like, Jim Beam or something like that. And <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're in a box suite. Like, so, oh, sweet, no gloves. Yeah. Um, it was an outdoor suite. And. I mean, nachos were frozen together, and, you know, it's about as miserable as I've ever been. Our beer froze, you know, before we could even drink it. So you endured that and then watched Ryan suck up, kick a walk-off <laughs> 59-yarder, and, you know, that's about as miserable I've ever been. Do so. you drink beer? Like, you drink pretty fast. Uh, you, you try, and then yeah. six ounces in, you're frozen. So drink whiskey, whiskey and flax, gentlemen. I was going to say, tomorrow the, the play is definitely bourbon or whiskey or, yeah. or something. Like, tequila would be good tomorrow, too. Yeah. I don't know what that sounds mezcal, yeah, you'd be all right. Yeah, I can't drink mezcal. It, it just—I feel like I'm drinking. Their own, you know? I feel like I'm drinking tobacco when yeah. I drink mezcal. Like I don't <laughs> that know why that's. Yeah. I don't know why that's in my head. But uh, yeah, like an anejo or like a blanco, sign me up. Yeah. But uh, no, man, I want to ask you just maybe a personal question. But why do you do what you do uh, as a brewmaster? Why do I do what I do? That's an interesting uh, question. I'd say when I was actually—I mean, it kind of goes back when I was a kid. I always reference this. I used to mix Kool-Aid flavors, and I always thought that was, you know, so much creativity and so much genius to me as, you know, a seven-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, blending, you know, like, on a cherry Kool-Aid with lemonade and be like, oh, man, check out this flavor I made. Right. Um, so then I always actually thought that I would be great in beer. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of a creative guy, you know, like, not to suit my own horn by any means, but, you know, like, I felt like that was a strong point of mine. Um, and then even when I started here, uh you know, Bryce, our owner, was like, hey, we're going to, you know, like, start your system. I was like, hey, I feel like, you know, sales might be a better spot for me. But he's like, no, no, we're going to teach you to do this and blah, blah. Yeah. Long story short, uh, 10 years later, I'm the head are. brewer. So, yeah. it's, it's a lot of brewer stories like that. They didn't start out like that, yeah. but they learned to love mm -hmm. the beer making. And 
This beer that you guys have created uh, the last three years that we've had, this El Padron, uh-huh. it made its uh, television debut today. It's yeah. all over the TV, so you turn on his El Padron. Yeah. Italian for playoffs. Italian, <laughs> for, <laughs> Italian for the Chief, yeah. He's been holding that chief, stat yeah. in his holster all night. Padron, no, it's yeah. Italian the, for playoffs, but the <laughs> bottom line is, I mean, you created it. It's obviously popular because I remember the first year you had it, you were out of it in like a day or so. Yeah, I mean, like, this is the first year we've actually sent it into uh, distribution, so you can find it in, you know, Gomer's, okay, Total Wine, so Mike's, all those right, places. Good, yeah. good, good, good. Um, you know, it's on at restaurants. I mean, you know, pick your poison. Really? In place. Yeah. So you can get it's it on, on draft. Now? Yeah, everywhere. Really? Yeah. I like that. We want, I mean, it's a great beer, you know. It's, it's great uh, beer. It's one thing that we've, like, really, like, adjust our lager program uh, kind of based around the way we've uh, made this beer. It's a great beer. Um, you know, it's obviously reason for the season. With yeah. it, with the playoffs and everything, so something that we're really proud of. I'm glad it's getting some run. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So I know Good you've year. been talking about how, how great this beer is, but where my head's been the last five minutes is, have you ever tried to incorporate, like, a Kool-Aid beer and, like, gone back to your, like, your nostalgia and, like, brought up, like, a, you know, a rock and raspberry stout or something like that? Well, we haven't done that with as much with beer. I try to, on the whole, keep beer, you know, probably more classic as far as, like, the flavors yeah. go. Um, but we do kind of mess around with uh, like the sour beers, you know, you okay. fruit sours yeah. or a cider, especially with us. We do a lot of different ciders on the head cider maker as well. Um, so that's really where you can play with like the blending of flavors. Um, but beers, I do kind of like to make them, you know, like if it's a Czech Pilsner, it's a Czech Pilsner. If it's a West Coast IPA, it's a West Coast IPA. If it's a hazy IPA, you know, like that's what it is. So like blending in the fruity flavors or like you know, adjunct flavors as much isn't something that we really focus on. Yeah. Um, but we still have room for uh, creative interpretation when it comes to ciders or sours or anything. The one like thing that, you so. said as we were walking in is uh, the amount of non-alcoholic you have. Is there, yeah. is there a big market for that? Um, I mean, not with us. You know, like we kind of focus <laughs> I know that. on the booze side. But, uh, but it's I, definitely I, something, you know, like. You haven't seen several, though. Usually everyone's you don't a customer, see breweries you know? with nice. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of places, you know, hop water is a big thing these okay. days. Um, there's definitely, you know, that realm of uh, consumerism, I guess I would say. Um, it's something that we definitely want to tap into because, you know, like, that's a lost sale if you're not trying to attack that. Yeah. But our focus is probably more on the side of, you know, imbibing, you know. It's, we want to make beer that we like to drink. You know, I'm, you know, doing a moist January, oh, not so much a dry January, but it's like, you know, Monday through Thursday, I'm clean to say that word. You had to say that word. It's definitely not our focus as far as, you know, like making the <laughs> NA options genuine. as much. But it's definitely something that you, you never want to uh, alienate any kind of consumers from a business perspective. Do you, have a, do you have a guilty pleasure beer or drink? Like for me, my guilty pleasure drink is like a 7 and 7. Like, it, you know, like, I don't know. As I've gotten older, I've started to like tequila on the rocks or, like, yeah. bourbon on the rock or, you know, neat. Yeah. Or, like, I like a nice, you know, like a nice craft beer. And every once in a while, like, summertime, like, you know what? I want a 7 and 7. one of those. Now, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm obviously very fortunate. Working at the brewery, I, you know, have uh, my way with the Block IPA as much as I can, uh, especially, you know, it's a one of our number one sellers. So it's I one of your famous ones, yeah. isn't it? You're yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's everywhere, you know. I feel like most people probably know us for that. But I don't know if I necessarily have a guilty pleasure cocktail, probably because I've worked in, I'd say, the booze business long enough to where, you know, I just drink what I like to do. Um, I'm not as much of a mixed cocktail guy or anything. Yeah. Like, I'm a beer guy, you know, drink beer and But like a Miller, whiskey, li- you know? a Miller Light to you is like water. 
I, I mean, I'm a Coors Light guy. But, okay. you know, I was like, you know, me and Pat Mahomes, baby. You know, right. like we'll drink you think Coors you could, Light when you, you think need you to. You could take him in a in like a case race. Um, me versus the MVP, yeah, I, I would That's challenge him to that. That's my go-to too. You know, I I hope that he would, you know. I just feel like if I drink silver bullets, I just have to jam out to, like, Bob Seger while yeah. I'm doing it. Oh. Hey, Danny, you guys are <laughs> a little too tall. I'm going to use a few pounds. Great song. You guys are kind of one of the OGs Out home in the movie. Yeah. What? I'm just singing Bob Seger. I got, I got side No, he's, he's one of the no, – seriously, you're one of the OGs. It's fun every time we come here and see how much no, you yeah, wrote the craft beer scene. There was a few breweries open before you, but not many. And now there's yeah. so many that have come after you guys. But you guys have kind of been – that old school brewery that really was on the come up right yeah. from the beginning. I mean, yeah, there was uh, obviously McCoy's, you know, rest in peace to them. Uh, 75th Street, again, rest in peace to them. And then Big Rip was probably the first, was the first craft brewery in the Kansas City area. We were number two, Casey Beer Co., who is uh, getting ready to celebrate their 10 year anniversary in February. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, we're one of the old school guys, really, at this point. Like, I've been here for, you know, since day one. Yeah. Um, know a lot of people in the past 10 years. We've seen a lot of new breweries open up. Um, it's really cool to see the Kansas City dynamic of craft breweries and what they've become, um, what directions different breweries have taken as far as where they want their brand to go. Um, I love being a part of it. It's really cool to see that, especially in comparison to like, you know, traveling different places, seeing what their brands are. So. It's fun because we start doing this. Craft beer was like, what, 8% of the market or something? Yeah. It's like, what, 25% Small. of the market now? Yeah, it kind of peaked in, I'd say, 2019. You know, COVID wrecked, you know. Anytime you walk into a, a liquor stuff, store, right? yeah, there's the Coors Lights, Miller Lights, and all that. But, hell, half the, half the liquor store is craft beer now. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Good for us, you know. It like, is good for It's you. kind of a double-edged sword where it's, you know, it's great because a lot more people are drinking craft beer, but unfortunately there's a lot more competition in the craft beer segment. So. You could just stick around for one more segment. And I'll let you yeah, brother. Fun. All right, we'll get you on back on the other side. Normally we do Richard of the Week in this time, but we're going to spread positivity tonight because that's what we're going to do. We're not going to do any Richard of the Week this week. Coming back on the other side, we'll have Danny join us again. Binkley will be here. I'll be here. You're listening after hours of 610 Sports Radio. This is Trent McDuffie, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right, we're back here on After Hours. Danny's he's he's mingling right now. He'll be back and he'll uh, mingling. He'll 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 finish this uh, this segment up. But it is uh, Jay Binkley, myself, Dusty Likens with you on After Hours, uh, live at Cinder Block Brewery. It's a it's a great event. It's filling up. A lot of people are out here. Uh, you 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 almost forget that it's negative uh, thirty seven thousand degrees outside when you're here. I mean, I'm serious, yeah. man. It's warm. It's lively. Uh, you got one guy in here that you were just talking to was wearing shorts. Yeah, this guy is <laughs> wearing shorts. You know, I, I was going to the bathroom, right? You're even in jeans, and you have a rule. I know, I know. And he goes, hey, do you remember me from Uncle D's? Oh, man. And I said, yeah. He was up there with the $5 beer towers we used to have, right? Yeah. He was the soccer coach at Mo West. Uh, so he, he was the soccer coach from 11 That 20. explains the shorts. Well, now he's a pi- private pilot, flies out of downtown airport. So you always want to be a pilot, and we did that on the side. Right. But he was the soccer coach slamming beer towers with us at Uncle D's. And here he is at this. And now he's yeah. I'll tell you how far this uh, station reaches. So you're saying if we ever need to go somewhere on a private plane, we could probably contact this guy and get a discount. He could fly a private plane. We need the private plane. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how that works. He could fly he? Taylor Swift, maybe. Okay. He could. All right. No, I, I believe you. Uh, Sixteen personalities are showing up one by one. Uh, Alex Gold's here. Drew Nixon. Cody Tapp. Jay Binkley. Bob Fesco. Fesco's here. Klingler's here. Blake. Blake's here. Uh, Drew's here. I think I already said that. Uh, Quentin's here. Isaac, or Isaac's probably going to be here soon. Somebody's asking if he's drinking beer. Uh, JT's Alex here. Alex Gold. You say Alex? Gold. I said Alex Gold. I made sure to get him here. Yeah, he found love here Kling. last year. Kling, we got him. 
Yeah, he fell in love with that girl in leather pants. Leather pants got him, man. I'll tell you what. They got him. They'll get you sometimes. They will. Yeah. They will. Um, no, as we wrap up with this, uh, this 6 o'clock hour, it's already gone by so fast. Um, Chiefs Miami, uh, we're going to get predictions tomorrow, so hold off because I get it. You know how we do this. We do a playoff show tomorrow from 10 to 2. We'll have everybody come on uh, and give their predictions. But uh, the one thing I do want to bring up is that when you have a game like this and it's, it's this cold, you and I are not going to go. But if you were to go, would you dress accordingly or would you, would you just dress comfortable? Yeah. It's the uh, the winter coat that I want to wear once every four years. Okay. That would go on. The, the wool socks or whatever. But, yeah, it's kind of nice being able to just sit back there at the studio and right. enjoy the uh, – until 2 a.m. Yeah, the confinements <laughs> of your house. I'm good with that. But the, the jacket you don't ever wear, right? Yeah. And the, it's got to have the thermal socks, though. Like, you got to do the socks upright. got to do the socks upright, and you got to have a good pair of gloves. Honestly, those things right there – you're fine. Danny, you're going tomorrow. Yes, sir. What are your uh, What are your preparations going to be? Oh, man, I've got, uh, you know, old school track leggings, uh, thermal <laughs> underwear, uh, gray sweatpants, insulated ski bibs, um, insulated jackets, windproof, ja- windproof blank that I'll put over, burglar mask, you know, kind of like Metal Gear Solid bad guys, you know. Like Is that only, what it's called? Burglar, my, mask? burglar mask? That's why I searched on Amazon they delivered. So, you know. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, cut the wind and uh, windproof. Windproof really is the thing, like you said, extremities. Your toes and your fingers are good, you know, feel from your hips to your fingertips, baby. Yeah, you're, you're the you're the brewmaster. How would I be able to catch a buzz in the temperatures tomorrow? Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, if you, I'll be honest with you guys. If you just drink beer, you will not feel warm enough, and you'll be pissing a lot. This Excuse is use my language. No, you're, it's not a bad word. It's after hours, yeah. man. That's what we call yeah, it. Friday night. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sunday, you wouldn't yeah. be allowed to say that. Yeah, Sunday, we we try to do it for the Lord. Be good. Sense, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Makes but sense, uh, yeah. yeah, praise be. But the thing is, is like this is a true story for me. One time I went to a Chiefs game and it was so cold. And I mean, I'm I'm housing beers left and right, yeah. housing them, and I don't feel a thing. And my buddy, he stayed sober enough, right, to get home, to be safe. Yeah. And as soon as I got in his car and he got the heat going, dude, I'm gone. Well, well, we well. we got to we got to Nolan Road, and as soon as the heat turned on and my body got warm, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, I was I was done. That's, I had I mean, I've never like, felt yeah. that before. It's uh, it's definitely. I mean, like you know, shit. We've been to. Excuse me again. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Um, but we've been to. You know what. 14 straight home yeah. playoff games now. Yeah. Um, and every single one of them, like, none of them have been warm. I think we actually had, like, a 60-degree game maybe, you know, like against the Steelers or something a few years ago. Um, but everyone's cold. This is definitely the coldest one we've been to. Um, but it is, you know, we'll, you know, probably pregame responsibly, drive out there responsibly, and then, you know, everyone's probably going to sneak a flask in the Be game. irresponsible once you're there. You know, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah what's the not. what's the guy that does the security check? The memes that go around, he's checking yeah. people to go in. They're just going to be like, get in. I mean, that's the in. joke. I don't know how you actually frisk someone that has 27 layers on going into a game <laughs> that's, you know, negative 30 degree windshield. So. Negative 30. So are you going to take your shirt? Because we asked. We were setting up today. And we're like, my boss and I said, I'm like, how many times do you think you're going to see somebody on TV that's got the painted chest or they're just saying the hell with it, no shirt on, and they were like, Danny's that guy. Yeah, pulling Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, I would. I don't think the people with me would, so I just have a K on my chest. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you actually doing? You know, if I go to Buffalo, you know, if all things goes according to plan, and next week we play in Buffalo, 
I would go shirtless in Buffalo next it, week. What if Pittsburgh beats Buffalo? You start thinking of uh, the Super Bowl and shirtless. little things like that start happening. across my chest. Oh, man. man. <laughs> if you go to Buffalo and you put 6'10 on your yeah. chest and then put, like, Chiefs, I'll be like, there we go. There's yeah, our that's guy. That's my guy. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, how do you see this game playing out? Because, you know, we get to do this all the time. We yeah. give our takes. People love them or hate them. Yeah. What, is a, what is a head brewmaster's take that is a diehard fan? Uh, what do you see this game doing tomorrow? You know, I actually I was talking to Bink earlier, and I like this game is one of those games where I have so much excitement about because um, they're you know it's kind of the unexpected stuff. You know, like this season, you know, didn't you know we won? Obviously, we had some success, but it, I wouldn't say is as successful as probably Chiefs fans really hoped it was. Like the offense wasn't necessarily doing what we all expected them to do, but they were still winning. Um, I, I'm so excited for this game because of the matchup. I think, you know, we win by, you know, 10, 15 points. You know, probably like 28, 17. Uh, I mean, like, you look at our pass rush. You look at, you know. Give me another hey, one of these beers. No yeah, what you, what's in your Stein over there, there Dan? The man? That's the winning potion. You know, <laughs> but there's no way that uh, Miami can compete with our pass rush. Okay. Um, they're hurt across the front. You know the Chiefs are ready. Well, they're banged up, man. 56 sacks this year. They're not hurt. Exactly, yeah, like. We're re- signing Justin Houston, man. I'm excited. I've never been more confident. From Shady Acres. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're there. So, uh, as we wrap up. Shuffleboard uh, champ. Yeah, we, if we wrap up our time with you, if you could drink with three, if you could have a beer with three NFL players, who would they be? From one to three. Number one, I'll start at three. Okay. You know? Number three would be Travis Kelsey. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's, he's my guy, you know. Like man crush? I, yeah. Well, I offered him beef jerky once and he turned it down. You know, I'll never forgive him for that. Yeah, he <laughs> makes beer jerky. How did that happen? What's beers that story? He makes I was at a Sprint Center during a Big 12 basketball game yeah. or some, something like that. Um, he's not a jerky guy, you know. Yeah, beef like, jerky I, I hope that he hears that on his podcast. I'll never forget it, Travis. It's ridiculously good. But I still love you and everything that you've done yeah. in the city. Um, but he's number three. I gotta say, Max Crosby is probably number two. Max, ah, current yeah, players, current okay. players. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, current you know, players. Like play. you can't say, oh, Brady, or you know, yeah. You know, Manning's a Bud Light guy. I don't like Bud Light. Like, yeah. Who's like it? Okay. <laughs> so you and got obviously Mahomes got to be one. You number know, like, one. Right. You, know, you got to crush one. Who are your three, team. Binkley? What's that? Who are your three? I feel like they're all defensive linemen. You mean Chris Jones would definitely have to be. There's one. Karloftis would have to be on the list as well. And I have to go Karloftis, have to go Chris Jones, and the offense, Joe Tooney. Okay. So you're just all Chiefs. All Chiefs. I want all pros. All Chiefs? Oh, all pros. Oh, I thought I just went at Chiefs team. Here. It's okay. You're a Chiefs guy. I went at yeah. Chiefs team. Yeah, he went Max Crosby. He went like the evil empire that he wants to drink a beer with. That guy, yeah. He, you know what, though? That engine, X-players though. be Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Fitz? Yeah, yeah. Ryan Leaf. Fitz. Ryan Leaf. I bet Ryan Leaf would get after it. Is that rude to say? I doubt he say? does anymore. That's probably rude to say. I don't mean that out loud. <laughs> even though I said it. But, yeah. I don't know. All right, he so still slaps one, you know. So yeah, Travis Kelsey turned George down the Kittle, beef jerky. How do you turn down beef jerky? He's not a beef jerky it's guy. Like, it's, like, it's like uh, beer jerky. It's like ma- named after their beer. I'll do weird stuff for beef jerky. Yeah, Cincinnati people are weird. Hey, know? I know this is off subject. You see Top Gun is going to have a Top Gun 3? No, I haven't even seen Top Gun 2. Oh, you, oh, it's ridiculous. Is it better than the first one? Yes. I don't go to movies. Or yeah. do I wear pants? I went to see that in the theater. And, and I, I did you wear pants. I haven't done that in 30 years. <laughs> oh, I like God. Top Gun, too. And That's I wear good. pants. Well, Danny, if you can, if you want, the floor is yours to promote everything you want for Cinder Block Brewery real quick before you get to take away to the night and all the people oh, here. Let me just tell you, thank you very much for giving me that opportunity. I'll just be honest with you guys. You know, like, you know, we have a high expectation for ourselves this year. I hope that uh, the public has equally high expectations for us. You know, we won a GABF medal last year. Uh, we're hoping to... Repeat Pretty American Beer Fest, yeah, baby. Exactly. That was yeah, like, huge. We're trying to do it's like some a big Super Bowl of beer. Year. Like 
really at the end of the day, though, like, you know, awards, you know, money aside, like, I just really hope that people love to come up here, drink our beer. I hope they love ex their experiences they have up here. I hope that they share those experiences with their friends, and hopefully, you know, like, that translates into uh, outside sales. But at the end of the day, we want to make the best beer that we can, and uh, let's have fun doing it. So no that's kind of our model. You've even got the youth in here. I know you have a 13-year-old guy here that's a fan. It's kid-friendly, right? Yeah, he's not <laughs> drinking. No, he's got a Sprite. He's got a Sprite. you got another youngster here right in front yeah, of us. So my best friend, Devin, uh, he's a Broncos fan, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah. He's got his little daughter here, and they came all the way up just to uh, you nice. know, show support. That's awesome, man. Nice. Well, we appreciate you doing all this for us as Absolutely. well, and we hope to have another year where we're doing a playoff yeah. or at least. When another great American beer fest. Where, honestly, it's like the Super Bowl of beer. It's crazy. Yeah, to it's think. a big deal. Yeah, this like, guy's a champion. Yeah, well, I mean, second a, place though, you know. Like, as as first loser. Is, you know, first yeah. loser. First is first. <laughs> second is nothing. Next year we'll get him, Danny. Yeah, you're not no first. Your last. The Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, next year we'll right. get him, Danny. All right, fellas, yeah. you go have a good night. You go mingle yeah, with all your absolutely. people. We'll get Thanks for joining us. We'll come back with you after hours. Continue with the sports talk that is the playoff game on Saturday. Chiefs, Dolphins for James. I'm Dusty Likens. This is After Hours of Six Ten Sports Radio. I'm on the air. I know. 913-586-7610. That's a Jay Southland Tow Service text line. If I need to remind you again, I will. Uh, we're live here at Cinderblock Brewery. If you're driving out here, please be careful. I know the wind was wild. Uh, it was fun. No ice. No ice. So I was no anxiety. So that was fun. Right? Here we are. What's up, Neil? How you doing, brother? Good to see you. Hey, what's up, man? Casey Warrior in the house. Doing well. How are you guys? Big T. Big T. I haven't seen him yet. Last year he was a late arrival. Last, last three years, I miss him every year. He was here last year, though. He gave me some songs. That's right. I left before he got here. That's right. Neil and Lone Jack. Casey Warrior here rocking the belt with the Royal Rumble right around the corner. Okay. Well, anyways, you can probably guess what that was. We are live in Center Block Brewery. Uh, we're here till 9 o'clock. It's after hours until then. I love this event. It's very great. It's very fun. It's enjoyable. A lot of people have come out. All the 610 crews here. Carrington and Rob are on the way. They'll be here shortly. Uh, the fan, the man, uh, Bryson, he's here. Uh, got to talk to the fan, the 13-year-old fan that wrote the letter. So that was fun to meet the person uh, here in the flesh. It's always great. Hope everybody's having a good time tonight. Game tomorrow, 7-15. Chiefs versus the Dolphins. We've talked all week kind of about how this is a resume game. But the other thing that I think that has to be addressed, and I think this is something that, you know, you have to bring this up because of the anomaly that it is. I know weather, weather, weather. You're tired of hearing about weather. This is one of those games where, like, weather is, in fact, a, a defense. Like, weather is going to be one of the main factors in this game, right? We were just talking to Danny, the brewmaster. He's going to be there. We were talking to Binkley about cold games and how everybody, you know, it's not that fun. It's not that great. But this is one of those things, man, where, like, it's, it's such an anomaly. And you've seen the stories, you've seen the tweets, you've seen the people talking about it. Like, I bet you tomorrow, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to know what it is, but I bet at 2 o'clock, because don't forget, tomorrow we're doing a, we're doing a 10 to 2 special show, uh, playoff edition show, 10 a.m. to 2 uh, p.m. I'll be there doing this again, uh, getting you ready for Chiefs and Dolphins another day. Uh, so an extended playoff coverage show of After Hours on Saturday from 10 to 2. We'll have every 610 uh, host producer on giving predictions game predictions score predictions all that kind of thing and i'm excited to know that at some point tomorrow what the ticket lowest price will be do we think it'll be 20 bucks do you think at like two o'clock 230 
Frank didn't sell his tickets. You know, Mike didn't get his tickets sold in time. Let me just get some sort of profit to pay for the pizza that I'm getting ordered to my house, 20 bucks. But no, weather is an issue. Whether you want to think about it or not, and I think the Chiefs can really use it to their advantage. I think there are two ways in which the Kansas City Chiefs can use this sort of anomaly of a weather game as an advantage to themselves. And I think the big part about that, hey, good to see you, man. What took you so long? I'm just kidding. Rob Brenton in the house. Carrington Harrison in the house as well. Uh, if, you, if you've never seen him, got a little shooter on his hand. That's nice to see. Um, but when you see, when you talk about this game and what it is with the, with the Kansas City Chiefs and the, and the Miami Dolphins, weather has to be a factor because there are multiple different outlets that it affects, right? You look at what the Chiefs have on defense. This is a big defensive advantage with weather. And I understand that it's tough to tackle. It's tough to, you know, make those quick adjustments when there are players like a, like a, like a Waddle and like a Tyreek Hill and like an A-Chan, like those type of guys that are quick, agile, and quick movements. But again, it takes a little bit to get the motor going when it's that cold. Advantage Chiefs, in my opinion. You look at other things that factor into when you look at this weather and what the Chiefs can do and to their advantage with this, and that is run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco. There's no doubt in my mind last year, we all saw it was evidently clear that the ramp up of Isaiah Pacheco later on in his rookie season was evidently obvious when it came to the playoffs. We started to see more of him. We started to see more trust in Isaiah Pacheco. And Isaiah Pacheco is really, I don't know if you can consider him an X factor, but I would consider Isaiah Pacheco the most important player on offense this week. Right, if you take Mahomes out of the situation, if you keep Mahomes, you know, in his own realm, of course he's the quarterback, he's the best quarterback in the league, he's the MVP of the year the year before, he's super two times super you leave him out of it, right? The analogy that I always give with Mahomes and most important is like when you ask people who's your favorite character in the office without saying Michael Scott. Right? And Isaiah Pacheco to me in this game is such an important factor with how this game can be, I guess, parlayed into a Chiefs victory. Because if you think about where that's at and you think about what you can do with that, Isaiah Pacheco not only gives you positive yardage, he keeps you going. He keeps you fresh when it comes to what you can do offensively, opening up Rushy Rice, opening up a Travis Kelsey. And their linebackers are beat up, right? We know that they've got Melvin Ingram and Justin Houston. Spare me. I'm not going to go into depth about those two guys. They're way past their primes. They're late additions. How much they play, who knows? But Isaiah Pacheco, not only does he keep time of possession in control with what you have on offense, he opens up Travis Kelsey. He opens up Rasheed Rice. This is a different Chiefs offense this year. This is not that offense that goes out there in a the split second. It's 7 nothing, and they turn the ball over. It's 14 nothing, and the Chiefs sit back and say, okay, if they want to get into a track meet, let's go. Complete opposite. And what Isaiah Pacheco does is he slows the game down for your offense, and he really keeps your defense fresh. Again, Cold weather is a factor tomorrow, no matter how you want to put it into perspective. There are players that will tell you, the minute you think about weather, the minute you've done that, you completely checked out of the game. Negative 30 windshield, okay? It's ridiculous. And when you look at what the Chiefs can use to their advantage, not traveling, been here all week, it's been really cold the last two days, it got really bad today, and you tack that on to where... They're used to it. They're not to be cliche, but they're numb to what it is. They've been in this town long enough. They've dealt with this weather. And I know Albert Breer had like a really weird tweet today that said, Missouri weather is what? The weirdest weather in the country. It can be muggy, hot in the summer. And then, you know, Antarctica, as Binkley said earlier, it's, it's warmer in Anchorage, Alaska right now. It's an anomaly, which is why you beat this like a drum. And when you look at what the Chiefs can do with this weather on their side, if you can hand the ball off, where players aren't on the side of pressure of, hey, we need a 10-yard pass. All we need now is like a four. 
Who's the second most receiver's yards after the catch in the league? Rushy Rice. What does Isaiah Pacheco do to you? It causes that middle of the defense to get soft, to kind of question what they can do, what they can get going on their side of the field, and the Chiefs can really exploit that. And when you get them guessing, and Mahomes can be an advantage of the game, a chess that could be this game against Miami with what they have at running back and what they have at defense, then that opens up everything else. And that's why when we talk about the regular season and what the regular season was and why it can't be what it is in the playoffs, when you look at what the regular season was, it was mishaps with catches, it was mishaps with fumbles, or it was drop passes, whatever you want to say it was for the Kansas City Chiefs. Self-inflicted wounds, you know, running into trouble of your own merit. It's things like that that in the playoffs, at least from what they've seen, and they, and they led us to believe, right? We go back to the Cincinnati game. We, they led us to believe they're going to simplify the offense. Simplicity and a trust in what we have and what we know that we can use to our advantage. They did that. That first drive against the Cincinnati Bengals, I hope to see that almost every single drive in the opening first half against Miami. Give Isaiah Pacheco the ball, set yourself up for third and four, third and threes, hell, even a third and five, and you can really use that to your advantage. Why? Time of possession. You want your defense resting. You want your offense methodically moving up the field. And stop me if you've seen this before. Stop me if you've seen this before because you have. New England mastered this sort of strategy, right? They knew they had at the time the greatest quarterback in football in Tom Brady. They had Bill Belichick, right? That combination was trusted enough to manage a game and to keep it under control and keep it on their side. They had a dynamite defense year in and year out with Tom Brady, top 10, top 15, very low often was it a t considered top 15. More often than not, it was a top 10 defense, and you know those Patriots defense. They're well disciplined, they were talented, they had good cornerbacks, they stopped your offense and made you think. And that's what this defense can do, and you tack on the fact that it's going to be as cold as the, co the coldest place on earth will be Kansas City tomorrow. I promise you, it's a, it's a bit of an exaggeration. But when you tack on that, you tack on what you can do with Isaiah Pacheco and you move forward with that, you can control time of possession, which means you control the panic button, which means you control the moment of the games, and you don't have to put your offense in that stressful situation. If you know what you have, and I think the magic number for the Chiefs tomorrow is 20. I think if the Chiefs can get to 20 points and have that lead, now I can't, I'm not saying they have to be, it can be 21, they get to 20, they gotta get the lead, right? They gotta have a 20 point spot on the board, not be up 20, but they gotta get to 20. I think if they can get to 20, then you can get to that offense and say, okay, just keep doing this. Our defense will be fine because then what happens? We bring back in the narrative of the weather being a factor in this game. You have pressure on your offense. Fingers will be numb. Gloves will be worn by quarterbacks. Maybe not Mahomes because he's a big snow game guy and he's still young and it's fire inside that wants him to get to this point. And like we had mentioned before, Maybe teams like Cincinnati had awoken what the Kansas City Chiefs were. They were the team that they know they are. They can cure their mistakes. They can move things forward in the right direction and really use their advantage of playing home this week. Sounds weird. Sounds weird that you could sit there and think to yourself, oh, 30-degree temperature in the negative realm is something you can work to your advantage. But you can. If you can continuously run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco, beat Bruce down that defense, that is very damaged, very hurt. Again, no Xavier Howard. Middle linebackers out. Outside linebacker out. Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, old, past their prime, coming into Kansas City, and you know what's going to happen. That crowd's going to be rocking. It's a 7 o'clock primetime game, and the Kansas City Chiefs are no strangers to the street when it comes to a playoff game where levels of intensity go up a little bit more. Again, throw away the regular season. 
put on the resume that is the playoffs. And when we speak about the resume of the playoffs, it all starts with that Michael Scott comparison, Patrick Mahomes. I'll explain why Patrick Mahomes is the key factor in tomorrow's game outside of Isaiah Pacheco, and it all has to deal with experience and the resume that he has built as a quarterback in the AFC playoffs every single year he's been a starter. Numbers don't lie, and I'll explain why that is. On the other side, don't forget, we'll do the out-of-left-field question at 8 o'clock. We'll still do that on a Friday night here on After Hours. Listen to 610 Sports Radio live at Cinderblock Brewery. We'll be right back.